It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Well, we're shaping up as another one of those nights for the uh, Avalanche as they were mistake-prone, some questionable effort, shaky goaltending, trailing Nazem Kadri and the Calgary Flames 5-3, but in the third period it all changed. Three goals, they storm back, they win 6-5. Jared Bednar, what happened? I like the rhythm of our game tonight and the things we were doing, and I just kind of felt like if we ramped it up another notch and made sure that we were relentless in our, with our checking habits, then we'd have an opportunity. I don't think there was a major shift except for our back was against the wall and we had no choice but to do it for 20 minutes. That's an encouraging win for the Avs, and I I don't guarantee that it's going to suddenly turn this thing around and lead to like an eight-game winning streak. This team's been too up and down, but it it was good to see that when that team felt like their backs were against the wall, look look who responded in the third period, right? We got goals from Ross Colton, but then Miko Rantanen finally gets off the schneid. He hadn't scored in nine games. Nathan McKinnon with the game winner. You know, you had Val with assists on those last two goals. McCarr was in there. Your your most important guys, your big guns, guys you rely upon, came through in the clutch. Yeah, which is always big time, right? Always big time when you're uh when your prominent guys show up big. And I love, I mean, I love the fact I kind of love and hate. There's a love-hate relationship with the fact that you can turn up, you can turn on the switch, you can flip the switch. Like it, it just points it points to just the talent level that you have on your team, but it also points to it also points to hey guys, like if you can do it for this period, yeah, you can do it more often. Well, it's been a season thus far of ups and downs, peaks and valleys, and we see them within games as well. Not just game to game, we see them within the games, right. and we saw it there last night. But ultimately, they come away with a big win. Next on the Morning Brew, the Nuggets needed to win themselves, and they got one in Atlanta, 129 to 122. And what's the story of this early Nuggets season? The bench, the young bench. Who steps up? Who makes the most of their opportunities? Well, last night it was clearly Julian Strother, who played 28 minutes, 8 of 16 shooting, 6 of 11 from 3. Also had five steals, was named the defensive player of the game by the Nuggets. 22 points for Michael Malone. Everybody's going to look at the fact he was 6'11", I'm 3, 22 points, but his activity and not being hugged up, being in the right position, helping, forcing turnovers where we can get out and run. See, I, th- I thought Julian was outstanding on both ends of the floor tonight, and, you know, that's, uh, that's so encouraging. We need Julian. And, and nights like tonight help his uh, continued development and maturation. But now it's consistency, right? With with these young guys. Yeah, you show me you can do it. I want yeah. to see it all the time. Exactly. Now, right? Don't disappear for the next five, six games. I love what he said too. It's it's the you know, it's the help defense. It's creating a turnover. It's it's getting us out and running. And it's not necessarily the the stat line. I think that's the thing about Michael Malone is is he's a big off the stat line coach. Because yes. yeah, I wanna see yes. I wanna see the things that help us win on a consistent basis. So Good for Strother. Now uh, you've shown us you can do it. Now we need you to do it all the time. Yeah, you sit through a Michael Malone press conference, he constantly brings up the numbers. He he gleans a lot from right. the, the stat line and some of those key stats. Next on the Morning Brew, Sean Payton 
reflecting back on another dominant performance by his defense Sunday. Vance and these guys have done a really good job of bringing combinations, if you will, which make it a little harder. And I think it's a little bit contagious. I Look, I, I think there's certain plans you have for certain styles, certain quarterbacks, but you know, some of these guys are too good to sit in the pocket and they're too talented. So somehow you got to disrupt the passing game and it's either at the line of scrimmage, rerouting receivers, or it's with the quarterback. Sean fighting that cold. He's been sick for how many weeks now? A couple weeks, easily. And it's a short Do week. Do they not have any medicine over there? No medicine. Why can't I be happy? Apparently you guys don't. You used it all. They always had medicine when I was there. He needs some medicine. Wasn't it like you were never allowed to call in sick, right? If you if you felt sick, you were always told, well, just come in. Just come in. Yeah. Just, just, just come in. I'm not familiar with the... I've seen them... I don't know that they... They send guys home now. But they'll make you come in, right? To see if they can pump you full of something and... Oh, sure. Get you on your way. I was so sick before a NFC Championship game on Saturday night, Saturday, that we came in, it was home in Washington, and I came in the training room and they just didn't let me go up to the meetings. Same thing, like bag IV bag of fluids and, you know, and just pumping you full of whatever they pump you full of. Magic juice. Magic juice. And uh, I was still sick on Sunday. But uh, you know what I did? I opened a can of whoop ass. Of course you did. I mean, whoop ass. Nothing the- scarier than Mark Schlereth backed into a corner. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The great Mark Schlereth. Yes, Detroit Lions. It's the last time the Detroit Lions have ever won a playoff game. That 19 is, and 91. That is correct. They did not win that one because they got their asses kicked by a sick Mark Schlereth. That's right. Mm. Next on the uh, Morning Brew, Dan Campbell. Talking yesterday. Coach of the Lions. Issuing a warning to his team. It means we better be on our stuff because he's going to come here to try to embarrass us. That's what it means. And so that's our motivation. That's my motivation. And it's about winning, man. All we got to do is find a way to win. And uh, we're going to have to be at our best. And we will be at our best. This is one of those student student meets the teacher thing, huh? Dan Campbell, a protege of Sean Payton. This is sensei meeting pupil. This is Cobra Kai stuff. This is. This is Eagle Fang. <laughs> this is Cobra Kai versus Eagle Fang. I mean, we are going to. Uh, that's right. This is this is like this is a full scale karate fight in the high school. Oh my gosh! This is like put him in a body bag, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be. Oh, this is going to be a big time. How would Tony Romo have called? A Cobra Kai showdown. Oh, Jim, he's going with... He's, what was it? He's going with crazy, Jim. You can't Mike Evans it. just punched a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, you saw the Lions. You called their game yeah. just the other day. Yeah. So when you hear Campbell talk like that, do you... Is that, oh, he's, is that bad news for the Broncos, or is that just Dan Campbell? No, 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 no. I mean, Dan Campbell's a damn good coach and um, has his team ready to play most of the time. Um, He had, or they had, 
you know, some uncharacteristic mistakes. Uh, Almond Ross St. Brown, who's a, you know, to, in my mind, he's an all-pro player at the wide receiver position. He dropped two or three balls. It looked like Jerry Judy out there dropping balls. So, yeah, like guys, guys, they they fumbled a center, you know, center quarterback exchange. Uh, Jerry Goff threw a threw a pick, uncharacteristic pick. Um, and he's had some turnover problems here the last three or four weeks. So, yeah, that's that's they did not play well. 